This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Brentford Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio with me, Johnny Burrow and Billy the Bee Grant, Dave Laney Lane and XG Dave Anderson from the Besotted Podcast. Gents, how are we? No one taken in by any April Fool's Day pranks? Oh, not we 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 pushed one out earlier. Did you? Yeah, we did. We pushed one out about um, Brentford's multicoloured shirt for next season the uh, farewell griffin park shirt and what what colors was it supposedly well, going to be ba- ba- it was beautiful that's what it was ba- ba- <laughs> basically the uh, the line is that we've got these multicolored seats at the new stadium to give the impression that we've got more players this is but my fans there's some really heavy breathing going on there is some really it? heavy breathing I'm not sure who it sounds like is it someone pre- Darth Vader's it's something in the like room. someone predatory on this <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah so no, it's an April Fool yeah <laughs> so uh, so yeah no the, the idea with uh, the the new stadium is what they're going to put they're going to mix up the seat colours to give the impression that yeah. it's fuller than it actually is the brown seats brown yeah and <laughs> green and blue and, and yeah, purple multi colours yeah all, all kinds of colours yellow Yes. And we said this morning that the um, the kit for next season, for the final season at Griffin Park, was going to be multicoloured. So it gave the impression of more players on the pitch. <laughs> That's and, very and good. They, and they were going to synchronise the advertising hoardings around the side. So it, 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 it bamboozled the line, the line judges. So... Uh, so they, they 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 would give us onside when we were offside. And did did anyone get no, taken in? No, because you know what always happens. Some smart bum will always say, <laughs> "Oh, April Fool." <laughs> They're just like, "Oh, you haven't got me," and they'll just ruin it for everyone. So, yeah. I mean, a, to be fair, actually, as well, because again, Laney was very—he's not very. His brain was working overtime today, and he's like. Should we come up with an idea of April Fool before I'd known it, before I'd done my morning chores? It was already <laughs> up and out there and it's doing its thing. So uh, by the time I came back, I was, I was actually kind of sort of inspired. I don't, want, I don't want to think about you doing your morning chores. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think that's a really good April Fool. Yeah, past the watershed. Oh, no, I was, I was <laughs> There's tru- no watershed on radio. I, I was, I, no, I was truly inspired. So what I did is that um, for, my, um, for my, my daughter's uh, football team, I actually thought, oh, let me let me let me come up with a little April Fool. So I just checked with the secretary just to make sure that I'll be all right with that. And in the end, I basically uh, I, I told them that the that the the team. I mean, she plays. She's under tens. She's under tens, under elevens, under twelves. They're signing a player from Arsenal Women. It's <laughs> forty three on <laughs> on loan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're signing a play from Arsenal Women's on loan. She's a 17-year-old sort of protege that she actually plays for Arsenal Women's on loan, but she hasn't been getting enough game time. So they've decided to send her down to grassroots football to try and actually... <laughs> to, to actually Brentford. Yeah, to, <laughs> to try and get her more game time. She was and also the prodigy. To, yeah. <laughs> and also to, uh, to, 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 to raise the profile of the game, you know. And there's a new rule that's been put into place that, only, that, that, that every team is allowed to loan out one player to grassroots football every season. But the thing about it is that everyone fell for it. Really? Oh, they were going, fantastic. What a great idea. Good on. And the secretary was getting the back slapped and everything like that. And (laughs) apparently the coach had a bit of a punch up with the secretary because he was up gutted that she never told him and he brought a player in without him being told and everything. (laughs) 
hilarious. That, that is really so, good. Johnny, we're going to flip this back to you, mate. Well, you must have been taken in by one today. I actually wasn't, because the thing about my hours is such, because I, I start work at two. I only really look at Twitter. Mc, you finish at McDonald's at one. Exactly, yeah. Mm. I finish at McDonald's at one, and I stumble out, and I get here. And to be honest, I hadn't really been on Twitter before then, so it's like what you were saying, Lainey. There's always someone who spoils it. I have got taken in in the past. <clears> I got taken in by, there was a really good one a few years ago, where I think it was the Guardian possibly said that in order to address Portugal's national debt, they were going to sell Cristiano Ronaldo to Spain <laughs> and that he was somehow <laughs> eligible through his grandmother, which obviously now hearing myself say that is blatantly ludicrous, but there was going to be some kind of deal. I did get taken sounds, in by that one. Sounds a good idea, actually. It would be a great idea. Yeah. XG, Dave, anything on your front? Uh, no, I just saw something that McEachran was offered a nice four-year deal. 60,000 a week so they halved his wages then <laughs> yeah. no one's going to be taken in with that's that that's what got me the fact that it was so low so I knew it was a, I knew it was a false as soon as I saw the price <laughs> only 60 cheap at the price there was of course the Wigan game as well at the weekend did, did you enjoy that? Mm. No. It, mm. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, should we, should we talk about April ne- Fools again? Yeah. <laughs> actually, no, I, fact, th- I think they fooled us a bit to see that actually it's going to be a half decent game, didn't they? I, I must admit the the Wigan fixture, full stop, is the one you look and you think, oh god, really? Oh. <laughs> you know, I've been I've been to Wigan on a Tuesday, I've been to Wigan on a Friday, I've been to Wigan on a Saturday, Wigan Sunday, Monday, uh, Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> we were making love by Thursday, <laughs> and but. You just—it's it's the least inspiring fixture of the season, probably, and that's no—that's no massive disrespect to Wigan, or although it probably really is. nice and really friendly fans. Yeah, though. yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. But it's just—it's just the fixture. It's, it's there's nothing about it that's kind of like, whee, let's go to Wigan. And the stadium is really, really quite dull as well. Mm. Because the problem is, it's one of the sort of the new builds. An old, bi- an old school new build, if that makes sense. So one of the the earliest new build stadia. So you know, DW Stadium went up. Remember that? We, I mean, we went to Springfield Park when they used to play at Springfield God, Park yeah. back in the day, and that was like that was like was Griffin a, Park. It was you a, know, gra- it's a grassy knoll, wasn't yeah. there? There was, a, <laughs> there was there was actually a grass bank, yeah. and then the terraces were built into it. It Pro- was proper, it was, quite nice. it was agricultural, proper old school. So now you've grazing and all <laughs> And it's, again, it's another one of these new school stadia that. You look in there and you, it, when you go there and the game isn't particularly interesting, away fans always do the guess the crowd. How many do you think here today? How many Brentford here? Or oh, 300 or oh, 400 or oh, how many in the stadium? And you always guess it and you get it wrong by about 4,000 because you look around <laughs> and you think this. It's only about 6,000 here. And then they say the crowd today is 12,430. Is that because they just lie? Yeah. They in terms of the season, season tickets. tickets sold. Yeah, yeah. But, but, Based but, over. But also the, the stadium is too big. But, you know, too big for you. know, Too, too big for you. Too big for the, you know, too big for the fans. Big, insane. Yeah. So that's the problem. So you've got inside there and they're there's, there's sparsely populated around the place. And there's no atmosphere. And it's a real shame because it's actually sort of quite a good place. Like I said to you, they're quite friendly. But it's not the best place to go to. I think probably if you're a Preston fan or if you're a, Bolton fan, yes, you go there because you bring two, three, four thousand, and you bring the noise. Mm. But it is not the best place to go to. Do you remember? To watch a football do you remember match? going nightclubbing in Wigan that night? I that did fri- that Friday night. I, I think I think it's story time. Uh-huh. It was. It was. A, it was a funny, funny night. Yeah, we, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that we lived to tell the tale. So what what there. happened? Go on. You can't bring this up and not tell me. It pez. It was. A, it was a night of pez. It was. Well. Explain. Well. So. <laughs> Mm, yeah, I don't think this one's for radio. <laughs> to be honest with you, is it acceptable or just embarrassing? Billy's face just bit then. Of, bit of both, probably. Now we'll we'll move on. But we uh, so Springfield Springfield Park on a on a Friday night was particularly a, a low point of of anyone's footballing career. It's um, you're glad you've done it because you know if you're going to get any brownie points for away games, it's always going to be your Macclesfields, your Accringtons, your Wiggins on a Friday. At their old stadium, the new stadium is you know it's, it's quite an easy one to do to be honest with you. But to but to be fair, we were using it as a bit of a springboard because mm. we we were going there not just to go to Wigan on a Friday, but we were actually going to Falkirk on a Saturday or, or Airdrie, yeah, as you true. do. So basically, what we did is that we went to Wigan on the Friday, saw Brentford play, and then after we got up in the morning, and then we got a train to Edinburgh, met this guy that we never met before called Rupert, who uh, ended up putting us up in his house, and then we ended Very up nice of him. Then we ended up going to Airdrie to watch. Airdrieonians or Airdrie for play Falkirk and mm. that was our first ever Falkirk match and how it was... did you find Rupert? 
Um, I mean, where was this? Where did Rupert <laughs> appear from? Well, it's, it's a bit of a pre-internet yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 He was, he we was, just uh, had a little, little sign-up. He is. A, he, had, he was the fanzine editor for uh, for Falkirk, Rupert's Raw. And, wow, uh, that sounds rather rather creepy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know how we found him in the end, but we, he, in the end, he told us to meet us in this bar. We met him in the bar. We had a right good laugh. He had a good sing song with all the Falkirk fans. We ended up going back on the Falkirk team bus back to <laughs> back to Falkirk from <laughs> from Airdrie, which is quite bizarre. And then eventually we were ransomed for <laughs> <laughs> you know, after a short video made under yeah. duress and it's all Wigan's fault you know we blame it on the Wigan casino hey, you've got to do tier. these things you just got to live for the moment to be honest with you you got you know as we always say I say it every week keep football out of football <laughs> if you go to Wigan on a Friday you're going to have to have some fun you can't rely on Brentford to, to, to provide it so we go there and we do what we do and talking about it I mean we're talking about the same sort of area I mean Wigan as we were just coming inside here today we were talking about Bolton which is very similar to Wigan big big stadium not the best atmosphere and at the moment obviously Bolton are doing very well I was a little bit hasty where I bought some train tickets yesterday to go to Bolton very excited I said lady it doesn't really matter about how we're doing we're not doing really well so let's go there last game of the season last away game have a brilliant laugh it's going to be fantastic and then lady sort of said you, you had that conversation with me I don't remember that <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, lady said um, there, there, there's a court order on Wednesday for Bolton Wanderers on the 3rd mm. and they might be winding up so that match might not exist and all of a sudden... But like, keep football out of football. Yeah, that's yeah, we'll, sure. We'll, 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 <laughs> oh, we will go anyway. John, we've got your ticket, Johnny. You're coming <laughs> in. Whether, whether, you, whether you like it or not. Well, at least the beer will be cheap. I think that that's the solution. <laughs> Even if there isn't a game to go to. Wonderful stuff. Keep football out of football. But on the footballing right front, in just a moment, we'll be talking all things Wigan. This is Love Sport. Fairly tepid indeed. Oh, we came out brighter in the first half, but ultimately it's probably a fair result. Wigan eventually in the second half got their bit between the teeth and started uh, really trying to press us higher. A lot of indifference from some of our players, to be honest as well. Some great performances from a few, but definitely something missing without Sawyers being there on the pitch today, trying to run midfield in a different way than we usually do. Camo looks a little bit leggy today. Do you think he was tired? I don't know if he was tired or if he just doesn't really know how to play without Roman Romain next to him. I mean, maybe it was a bit of tired. Maybe it was a bit of someone new next to you. The system was slightly different. The pass that you expect isn't there. When you expect someone to drop and come in and fill in for you, they're not there. You can get stretched a little bit more and you can look a worse player. I'm not entirely sure, though. It's probably a little bit of both. Um, I actually think we probably don't have much to uh, play for now, to be honest. Um, only have, like... We have a few difficult games to go, but I can't see us like really um, trying too hard to like get um, different points in them. Um, I'd say because we got, we have games like Leeds and Preston to go, so they'll be like trying to get like into automatic and playoffs. So I'd say, yeah. Ah, uh, even Stephen really. I think we had probably the better chances, but I think you played us played very well. In, in parts, they passed it off the park, really. Yeah. The midfield, we you've got two really, really good midfield players. I don't know who they are, but, you know, they're really, really good. Staying up, we hope we're staying up. That's it, really. I think we'll, I think we'll just stay up, just. But it's going to be very, very difficult, I think. I have nothing to say on today's game, and I am surprised I'm awake. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> Hearing there from both Wigan and Brentford fans in the pub after the game. Gloriously Wigan, the Wigan fans. Oh, it was grand, weren't it? <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. And, and you had my man that was, he had the matchsticks in his eyes, didn't he? He was just, uh, yeah, he, was, he hated it. Dogs. He, he, just, he just couldn't. He can see. In fact, he, he, he was hoping it would be kick football out of football day by the sounds of things, didn't he? Did he eck his like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, but the thing is, again, Wigan away. Brentford away from home. This and okay, we had the joys of Middlesbrough, which was the, the the heights, as we can remember. And then we're back to normal again. We've gone away to Wigan, and we okay, we haven't lost, but we haven't won again. And our away record is just so 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 poor, isn't it? It's yeah, poor is the only word you can use, Billy. Really, isn't it? Um, going up to Wigan, nobody's thinking that. Well, not confidence anyway. The, the the last yeah the last season hasn't been great away from home and it's been quite yeah it's been quite frustrating but, it was, but why why is it Dave come on the reasons are uh, I don't know I don't think I can put a finger on it I, I think this season we've had a very precise team a very 
a team that's worked. And we, we only really got we only really got to grips with it sort of halfway through the season, and they just learned to play at home. And I, I just don't think we've we've maybe got enough about us to play two games in a week at the level that we need to in this division. I, th- I, th- I think you're actually spot on there. They've learned to play at home mm. and they've not learned to play away. And and I, it, it may be overly simplistic, but yeah. I honestly believe that if we, if we go to Stoke in our first away game of the season and we should have won, but we didn't, I think we now go away not believing we're going to win. And it's almost like a draw is a bit of a result for them. And I, I, I actually think it's, it's slightly a, a mental block that they have. that They don't believe that they can win away. And, you know, even the, the, you think about the two, you know, the, the wins that we've achieved. It's, it's kind of like they almost try to lose those as well. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's not... It, it, Thomas Frank has to start next season with a mentality that is stronger away. And I don't think you can blame, you can't blame him at all for the the run this season because he's only been responsible for, say, like, you know, two thirds of it. Mm. But I think you start, if if you start and you're failing, there's a chance it might continue. I mean, We've we've said you know for quite a while again that you know Makocho is required in the side for us to be believed to perform probably seventy or eight percent of the time. But we'll come to Makocho in a minute. The flip side of that as well, Sawyer's because this game Sawyer's was missing. Yeah. We're, uh, we're not quite sure why because uh, unless you've heard anything, but it's, no, it's, no, nothing. There's been some sort of secret squirrel on that mm. one, but you know we know that he was in St. Lucia or he was in some sunny part of the Caribbean yeah. for uh, for quite a while and then he just didn't come back. So well, maybe I can't think why. Yeah. Offered St. Lucia or Wigan. Oh yeah. no, sorry, my plane got cancelled. <laughs> he heard us say keep football out of football and he took it <laughs> slightly too literally. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 without Sawyers, uh, you, you definitely saw the difference without Sawyers in this side, didn't you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's like chalk and cheese when Sawyers isn't there. And yeah, we've probably said it before, there's a few people finding quite divisive, but he is he makes this team tick. I think looking at Sawyers and this, without Sawyers and without Makocho, the pair of them together, my my feeling is, yeah, it's hard to say. I, I don't think this formation suits us. When we don't have those two in the middle, I, I don't think a lot of our players suit this formation. We're kind of forcing them to play a way that doesn't really suit them. Without Makocho and Sawyers there, we're kind of... We're kind of struggling. Bit, yeah, we are. See, we are. We're square pegs. See, my, my, my ITK information tells <laughs> me that uh, Sawyers will be back tomorrow night. So his plane was plane was delayed. Minor Mm. injury, Rom. B O K for Tuesday. Ah, Mm. Those are from unidentified but highly reliable sources. (laughs) Looking ahead beyond tomorrow, how likely is it that both Makocho and Sawyers will still be at the club next season? Oh blimey, this camera's pigeons. This is again. This is one of the you know if we want to start looking positively to next season, Mm. um, you don't know. The, the one thing that you will say is that next season, we've we discussed this quite a lot in uh, in our production meetings in the pub um, beforehand <laughs> and wherever else we have production meetings. Where, <laughs> wherever we are kicking football out of football. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> in and around the country. We, uh, we discuss this quite a lot in the fact that Brentford are really doing well for, as we, and we say this a million times over, for the budget they've got. So if they've you've got the fourth or fifth best budget or lowest budget in the in the division and we end up finishing 10th or 9th or 11th or 12th we're doing really well now the problem that we have is that we keep on after one or two years losing players so we go, we lose players because we have two people teams come in for them and we sell them interestingly last summer um or last winter actually somebody came in for chris mepham and they bid Six, six or his Bournemouth came in bid six or seven million for Chris Meppham now can you imagine he'd only played about eight games at the time and he'd come out of our B team now if somebody hadn't turned around and said Chris Meppham he's a you know he's a he's a really we think he's going to be a massive player then people would have said ah six million take that six million but because the club said no we're not going to accept it we accept 15 million ah oh, 15 million he's, he's worth 20 million you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like it's all very arbitrary but, is, but I think but I think the point is what I'm trying to say is that we keep on selling these players and then we can't really move on because our best players and then we have to keep on reforming next season the question is Will the club decide, because we're moving to a new stadium, to try and hold on to these players for that big, momentous season that we've got? The, the, there's going to be undoubted interest for these for those players that you mentioned. And um, it's, it's whether the, the teams that are going to come in for them... So Sawyers is, is an Aston Villa 
player. Yeah. You know, it's, it's Dean Smith's going to come in for him. Aston Villa are going to come in for for Romain Sawyer's. He's a he's a West Midlands lad. He's he's a Dean Smith prodigy. So it's a prodigy again. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a fire starter. <laughs> um, but yes. so so there's a there's a, there's a chance that they're going to come sniffing. Uh, it's whether Aston Villa can afford him because we we will sell him. Obviously, we will sell him, but only at our valuation, and it's it's unlikely they can afford him. He's going to be t- he's going to be ten twelve million. Uh, can can Villa afford it? They'd have to but, afford him, of course, within the financial constraints of the league as well, so as to avoid the fate that we've seen Birmingham receive. We have, of course, got Premier League football going on as well. Arsenal currently one nil up at home against Newcastle just had an appeal for a penalty for handball turned down and we'll bring you updates of that game throughout the show coming up more on Wigan this is love sport you are <laughs> listening to the Brentford fan show here on love sport radio with me Johnny Burrow and the guys from besotted and in the game against Wigan at the weekend not much to write home about except for a very impressive in goal from Luke Daniels, not least a save from a great shot from Reese James, that volley from 30 odd mm. yards. Really impressive all round in that. He, uh, listen, you've got, to, you've got to tip your hat. You know, listen, on this show, on, on your websites, on your podcast, in the pub, if it's actually meetings and stuff, fans sit down and they talk, and what they do is that they give the positives and the negatives. If a player has been, you know, has had a bad game, you know, they'll, they'll say it as it is, you know. So Daniels has had. Some particularly not great games, and we've said it as it is. But to be fair, in this game that he had on Saturday, he actually had a really good game, and he was man of the match for Brentford without a shadow of a doubt. He pulled off that save. He pulled off a couple of other saves as well. You know, he was uh, he did what he had to do. He he made the defense. It's one of those ones where. Um, it, it, that game kind of reminded me of when he played Blackburn last season. It was one of those sort of quite industrial game, probably not as bad as that Blackburn game was horrendous actually, but this was quite bad as well, you know, where it was quite an industrial game, you know, you get the ball in there, not really many chances at all, then all of a sudden, boom, Blackburn looped the ball in, bang, ball in the back of the net, we'd lost 1-0. This is a game that we could have actually easily have lost 1-0 as well. Uh, we can have the best chances, you know, which isn't very saying, saying much. We've got XG Dave here and he'll tell you, you know, if you're talking about XG in this game, you know, our XG was... Well, 0.6 or something like that or 0.5 and theirs was 0.6 our xg was probably as as bad as qpr when we played qpr that is that is how bad it was you know what i'm saying um we talk about qpr later but um you're you're right when you say that you know we we've given uh we've given our goalkeepers some stick this season justifiably i think and sometimes you know they they put in a performance where you realize what you know what their potential is and i think we saw that from Luke Daniels on Saturday where you know he he didn't there was there was no fluffs there was no there was no Loris <laughs> moments they 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 were you know he tipped when when the when the tricky shot came in he tipped it over the bar and you know you you said on twitter today xg that you know i'm not sure that david bentley says that necessarily i'm not sure he does uh, yeah i think this season we've seen a lot of bad goalkeeping performances we know what a good one is when we see one ben uh, daniels was cleaning up things into the box he was coming in there were crowded boxes where he was coming in sort of collecting the ball high and just uh, starting attacks and breaking, and that's the sort of thing that Bentley struggled with. If we all remember Forrest when that cross came in for the corner, and he's just he's absolutely nowhere, but can see it from a mile away. So, fantastic performance from Daniels, actually, really, really good, really strong. And yeah, that that save, it was there's a little bit of controversy over uh, Reese James's effort from the box, uh, from the edge of the box. Some people thought it was a cross. It was definitely a shot. He I meant think that. it was a shot. We had absolutely. an argument. In, yeah, he in definitely the, meant that. In the office, without doubt. Various people were saying he's just trying to loop that back into no, the box. No, I think no, definitely you would have not. got it so wrong mm, to do he's that. He's a talented boy. He we know what he was doing. Was, he was, it, pun- was it a heated argument? <laughs> well, I, I, I won't, I can't actually reveal it Come on air without a Come lawyer present, but yeah. we'll be releasing an official statement shortly. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a fantastic shot. He's, he's, yeah, he's seen Daniel slightly off his line and seen the space behind him. And um, he's nearly got there, and it was brilliant from Daniels. Like great footwork going backwards, watching the ball all the way, and tipped it over the bar. It was it was really impressive to see. And should have caught it. <laughs> should have caught it. Yeah, he should have caught it. I, I'm not sure what Bentley would have done. I really am not sure there. And uh, to be honest, I think Bentley would have conceded a couple in that game. And, and oh, con- controversial about. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, on this match Bitchy. again, again, we, we talked about this. This we talked about this guy a lot because you know I really like him. He's really great, Bacocho. Um, Ricocho is one of our very many players that we had. I mean, we had a record number of players, as you yeah. talked about on the radio show. I think it was last week. Um, 
a record number of players who went out on international duty. 74%. That's right, it was 74% of our our squad. And Mococcio came back from international duty, he went straight into the squad, and he he looked drunk to be caught. (laughs) (laughs) He looked drunk. He was terrible. Well, you would be knackered. Dave, you were telling us last week about the back. He swam back from... Yeah. Tripoli. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those celebrations. I have to say, actually, though. they didn't play in Tripoli. They actually played in Tunisia, so it wasn't as far for him to swim, so it was okay. <laughs> just just a nip. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but he did, he did look a bit drunken, and, and it was completely a, a non Makocho type performance. He's passing and passing. Allegedly, I think you need to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, passing the ball to the, to, the, to the opposition, and he was just he was all over the place, mm. wasn't he? Yeah, he was. It wasn't great. I, I think he could be an excuse, though. I think some of those celebration videos after the South African uh, qualifying uh, are fantastic. They were, Epic. They, were, they epic. were brilliant. You Have just you want to the be there. It's brilliant. So it's, Bill, it's so Bill, Bill's tweet was: "This is why I love South African yeah, it's football." It's fantastic, yeah. and it was. They they were properly celebrating. Yeah. So, I've, what kind of dancing are we talking? I, I mean, I've been, I've been again. I've been to a demonstration. Yeah, I've been, yeah to, I've been to World Cup <laughs> matches in, in 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 South Africa, but I've also been to club matches in South Africa, and it's just brilliant because basically, just people just dance. They're behind the goal and they just dance. And when they score, they dance. And the players, they dance and they get with the fans and they dance. And when he scored the goal, you know, he he, he, he no, he, assists. Assists. no he, set up, he set up two goals. Yeah. He, yeah. he had two assists as well, and they got through and they won. And at the end of it, you could see him. You can imagine the music underneath there. You know, build up, you know all the South African. Music, oh, where and he's just got he's got the movements, you know, he's going up yeah. and down and he's just doing the he's got proper, the rhythm. proper, proper, proper moves. In so fact, South African team, it was the Orlando Pirates came to Griffin Park and they played last season, I think it was. There's a video on, um, there's a that. video on Twitter as well when they came off the coach on Braemar Road and they came out the coach and all you've got is just the music playing and everyone's just dancing <laughs> doing for, about, <laughs> for about five minutes it's just brilliant so yeah so we're saying that we think that he expended his energy dancing on the pitch so that when he came back to Griffin Park or mm. to, up to Wigan by the time he's gone up there as well it was just all over for him like you know he just had no, no more energy <laughs> keep dancing out of dancing I've always said so we can excuse him this one I think he's he's earned that performance I think he had a great great week beforehand but so it's fantastic a, a point at Wigan's always a great point it is actually yeah it is <laughs> apparently there are no, with such enthusiasm there, no, there, are no, there are no pies in Wigan apparently that was the biggest uh, that was really the big, yeah I the, thought they were known for those what they called the potato pies no. which was literally potato and butter and pastry it was all over it sounds it really p- good for you it mm. was pi- it was pilus actually you know, you know. pilus it's pilus yeah yeah so <laughs> it shouldn't be allowed really <laughs> should no. it at the football no. shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to go anywhere in Britain without no. a pie no. <laughs> it's great got a one mile radius you should always be able to get a pie <laughs> yeah so um, but listen I mean other than that you know just briefly just want to talk because that was obviously a brilliant you know well performance brilliant. by Luke Daniels Makocho um, you know next game hopefully we'll do better and we'll come on to that in a little bit but also what was good about that game is it the ability for us to actually bleed in a couple of players from our B team and we always talk about this Brentford B team the players that we're, 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 we're trying to bring through the non-negotiables yeah one of them was interesting because obviously mm. there was De Silva who come in place of Sawyers yeah. and we're always talking about a lot of people are saying you know just De Silva needs to get a start so he got his first <clears> start for Brentford on Saturday I thought that he had a so-so game, but you have to remember this is his first full start and mm. it's quite difficult, quite tough. He's going up north to Wigan. I thought that he had a so-so game, you know, maybe, um, again, giving the ball away so, so much and, 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 and not necessarily creating, but then obviously I've got Sawyers in my head who creates mm. and Joshua Silva is a different type of player. So he wasn't, he wasn't creating the opportunities like they do. And also Wigan, they're no, they're no, no, you know, no, they're, they're, they're actually a decent side, so yeah. they knew how to lock him down and to, mm. to restrict his game. Uh, yeah, uh, so De Silva, I mean, big boots to fill coming in for Sawyers. It's, it's really tough to sort of step in and do exactly what Sawyers did. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit, yeah, I, I didn't think he was too bad, actually. I, I think people were a little bit harsh on him. Again, comparing him to Sawyers is probably what's done that. But uh, lots of good things for him, so driving the ball from deep. He looks really, really powerful when he's running. I think he's 19 years old. He might be 20 now, sorry about that. Might be 20, but 19, 20. A couple of years' time, you can see the talent he's going to he's going to really possess. But yeah, sort of driving the ball from deep, moving forwards. I, I possibly, it wasn't a bad performance. I think just a lot of things just didn't quite come off in the final third. There was a great moment from a corner. I think sort of chipped to him on the edge of the box where he had a lovely shot, but it was blocked and just went over. Um, set up a couple of other chances as well. It's not quite the yeah. I think people probably expected a bit too much, thinking just sort of come in and, and dominate. But he, he did okay for me. And one other player as well, we talked about him as well, is um, obviously Barbe, who's our, one of our centre-backs. He went off injured yeah. and in his place came on Mads Beck Sorensen, who 
again, he made his debut at 16 in Denmark as well. He was highly touted when he came to Brentford. He ended up going to the B team rather than the A team. Spent about a year and a bit inside the B team. Now he's slowly getting to the A team. Yeah. He made his debut for, or he made it, he, he, he came on for Brentford. Maybe that's, maybe that's why there was no pies in Wigan. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh, two feet. No, listen, Mad Beck Sorensen is, he is a very large player, but also he is very, he's very muscular. He's, and he's, he's, he's a Viking. He's yeah, a Viking. He's, he's carrying something in there, but I, I, he's a, he's a big boy. He's very big. So he's really well built. I mean, mm. you don't I want to run into him. On. Let's move yeah. on from his size. That's why well, Josh De Silva, I, I'm still up for calling him Long John De Silva. <laughs> But it's just not, it's not catching on. Yeah, but yeah, just going back to Mads, I'm, I'm not sure what they're feeding him at Griffin Park, but uh, I could do it some because I'm not very tall. I could grow a little bit if I had some of that. But fantastic, fantastic power on him. Really big boy. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Why are we fixated on this man's side? I think the only last bit I will say, though, is um, really being serious. I, I think we're looking at him. We're looking at sort of the pace around. Like, so we've got tricky players in the championship. You're looking at how, how people sort of attack you with the ball at their feet. Does he need to? You know, does he need to sort of speed up a little bit? Is it? Is there too much bog there? That was just. A, that's all I was getting. We're, at. we're moving on from yeah. bog, but he did. But he. But he did well overall. Was fantastic. As well. yeah, Second really half, you know, he, he still stirred up the defence, and mm. like I said at the very end there as well, when he got outpaced again by one of the Wigan players, yeah, he just bowled him over. Yeah, yeah he just sort yeah. of tucked him getting round it, tucked into a cheese and onion pasty <laughs> right, <laughs> right at the very end. But no, he had a really, he had a good half, a brilliant game against Borough um, for his debut, and this was he backed it up with this. He was really solid. So yeah, so that's it. So um, yeah, we're, we're in, overall, a point at Wigan, not a bad point, but also we've seen a little bit of the future playing for Brentford. Yeah, positive signs from Wigan at the very least. As ever on the Brentford Fan Show, we always want to hear from you. O two o eight seventy twenty five five eight is the number to call or at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. And coming up, we'll be asking the big question: Is football broken? This. Is Love Sport. You're listening to the Brentford Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio and the big news out of the Championship today was that QPR sacked their manager Steve McLaren following a run of one win in 15 Championship games. It, no, it, it didn't actually happen, you know that. What did... April Fool. April Fool. Uh, well, <laughs> when I said I hadn't been sold that's by a, one, I, I hook, line and sinker. That's, I, a, that's a great run for QPR though, isn't it? One win in 15. <laughs> well, it sounds worse than it is. So the full picture, QPR 17th in the table. They've been up and down. He's working with really difficult limited resources not a lot of money which begs the question was this sacking a little bit premature well it, it was it was after midday so everyone knows april fall doesn't happen do you think they waited carefully to I, I, sure? I reckon there would have been discussion in the media <laughs> department that says so mclaren we need to get this the, the, we need to get this news out and they've gone we can't do it before midday. And <laughs> but imagine if tomorrow they go out, he's back. Yeah. <laughs> no, but they, 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 they must have been a embar- it must have been embargoed until 12.01, where it, it wasn't officially an April Fool's joke anymore. And, but, I mean, everything that club do is a bit of a joke at the moment, to be honest. I mean, I mean the thing is that, I mean, I've got a, a real bee in my bonnet about the way football's run. As a lot of people that listen to the podcast here know, I believe that teams, um, the, the, the management should really look and, and start running their clubs properly. And if you, as the management of the, t- of the club, the, the CEOs, the chairman, everything like that, you really need to do your due, gil- do, your due gil- diligence. Easy for you to say. That's right. You do your due diligence. Due diligence. You, you find the right yeah. people, okay, and then you get them on board for the right reasons. You say, this is my checklist of what I want. This is what this person can do. And then what you do is that you work together with them. And if they need help, then you start working together with them, just like any blue chip company would do. If you're at Google, you know, then you say, okay, what do you know? You need to go on a training course. You need to get these people working around you. You need to do this. You need this type of office. You, you know, you work out exactly what they need to do, but you, you, you know exactly what your plan is. In football, what they do is they think, oh, no, we've got a problem. I'll go and hire him. And then three weeks later, it's not working. You go, I'll sack him. I'll do something Bill, else. Bill, he's, he's the ex-England manager. Surely you yeah. must have a bit of confidence that he knew what he was doing. But look at, you know, hey, look at what happened with England. Look what's happened with all the other teams that he's been to you've got to sit down there and go you know this is what we this is what we want from this team would would okay for example Brentford Brentford would, wouldn't touch it with a barge pole no ex-England manager touch or not. with an umbrella mate you know exactly <laughs> you know so what I'm, nice. tra- what I'm trying to say is that you know we sit down there and we laugh because when he got employed by this is okay it, it, it probably was the right decision because he was the wrong person but my I have a, more of a problem with why he's getting employed in the first place 
You know? Sorry, Billy, it's a goal. It's Arsenal 2, Newcastle 0, and what a goal as well. The ball flicked on with a header. Alexandre Lacazette running beyond the Newcastle defence. He is on side, and just as it bounces, he times it perfectly. Great finesse and just lifts it over Martin Dubravka in the Newcastle net. Lo- lovely sh- dance as well. Lovely right? dance. Little, little, very little slow South dance. Africa. Slow dance on his own. So it's a, it's a dinked ball through, actually flicked up by Lacazette, headed on by mm. Abamyang. Lacazette follows yeah, in. Great yeah. chipped finish. Should be three points for the Gunners. And our Newcastle supporting producer is now in tears. Oh dear, well, he shouldn't cry. But anyway, look, I mean, I'm talking to Dave as well about this. But, but, you know, just briefly, let's just, to me, football, you know, they need to be a little bit more far-reaching and far-thinking. And it's not necessarily about a person. It should be about the whole the whole infrastructure of these clubs, isn't it? it yeah, absolutely, it should. So QPR, if you look from the outside, as a club, they look, um, yeah, they look pretty flawed. They look pretty clueless. And... I, they're, they're sort of scratching around, hoping that a manager comes in and solves their problem. Sort of has ideas about, yeah, has has his own network of players that he wants to bring in, uh, has has his agents that he knows. There's no real plan there, and it's it's kind of a mishmash of loans and sort of players. And well, I think in defence of QPR, mm. and obviously I talk to the guys from the QPR fan show every Thursday night. It's. I'm not sure that a manager can solve it because you say there's no plan, there's no direction, Dave. I think you're right, but. The club is in dire financial straits because of what happened under Redknapp, what happened, of course, in those early Fernandez years. So it is a mishmash of loan players and mm. players who aren't quite good enough. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, though. No, and players who are running out of contract, but they actually haven't got an option. But seriously, where, where, do but they, where do they actually go from here? Because like, who, who actually... Who actually wants that job, really? I mean, there's yeah, good question. There's gonna, there's gonna be, play, there's gonna be managers that apply for it, but who would one, cherry pick one that man job? who definitely wants it? By the way, is Holloway. Ian Holloway really wants it. It was effectively his job. We, he saw it as such. We're hoping Redmond. He would happily come. I, I spoke to him after after he got laid off, and I, I spoke to him actually at the Groucho Club. We were chatting about stuff, and he was gutted that they um that 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 QPR'd let him go. And but the, the weird thing about it is that he's still talking like he was in the job. So he kept saying, we do this and we do that and we should be doing that. And I'm thinking, hold on a second, you haven't been there for three months, you know. Mm. So uh, so that's quite interesting. But, I mean, you say, who else wants that job? And this is where it is about the mentality. Because, yeah, interestingly, um, at, at Rafa Benitez, when he went to Newcastle, he went inside there and said, look, I'm going to sort out the team, but I'm going to sort you out from bottom to top. So what he did is he sorted out the whole, he helped to sort out the infrastructure when they came down to our division. And they sorted it out so that they, they would put themselves in a much better position. QPR don't do that. They seem to keep on putting a sticky plaster on it and trying to hope that it works and also you employed Steve McLaren he's not on 50 quid a week he's on he's on a lot of money again so what they've got this mentality is that we get a name in and it's going to work You've obviously need to go, and you've got to discover and find people who are younger and hungrier, you just but need clever. A, need a vision. They just they've they've not got a vision. They no. actually believe in, and that, and that's the problem. They're, they're going to go round and round in circles, you know. And we can we can take lo, lo, you know lo, local rivalry away from it, but if you, if you are going to turn around your club, you need to have a vision and um and be able to implement it, and you know. Every QPR fan that's listening to this, if there are any, they're going to say, "Yeah, you're right," it's because that they are they're floundering. Um, you know, the best thing they can do is to uh, to to survive in this division because you know if they go down, they could probably go down again, and and that will be that will be brilliant. <laughs> so, the question is: Football broken? Um, I think to a certain extent it's broken, and and it thinks these teams or certain teams with a, a slightly more forward thinking vision to actually change and actually to break that routine and uh you know I'll, I'll it's, say it's that a diffi- difficult cycle to break to be honest because you know we we were stuck in that cycle of of managers going nowhere no money you know it, it only happens when you get a man um, an owner that seems to have uh, um some nous and someone that doesn't want to waste money they 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 had a, an owner in fernandez that was happy to come in and you know He's 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 been unlucky in, in in certain respects to the people he's hired to look after him and and to protect him. He's spent a lot of money and he's made some terrible decisions. Well, that's the thing as well because as you say, the owner has to have the vision, which is great. But you also need the people around you yeah. to have the same vision. And we fought against that for a while, where you were the owner with the vision, but you had people around you who had a, a different vision, wanted to do their own thing. And it's taken us about four or five years to actually get into this position. And there's other teams that are similar to that, like Swansea, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about in a little bit. Who had another team which had a bit of a, a but, for a period of time but believe it or not even our owner gets grief he's he's not trusted by in some quarters which is very strange 
Well, it's perhaps Fernandez is the problem at QPR. It's interesting the suggestion that it has to come from the very top. That is certainly the case with Newcastle because Billy, as you say, Benitez is doing such a good job. An update from the Emirates. It's still Arsenal 2, Newcastle 0. But the Gunners have had a second goal disallowed of the night and this one looked very, very harsh. Alexandre Lacazette has won a header off a corner and Dubravka has gone down but he hasn't really been impeded and you could argue that Lacazette himself was having his shirt pulled. It probably won't affect the result in the long term and stay with us here on the Brentford Fan Show because coming up we'll be getting the opposition view ahead of the clash against Swansea on Tuesday night and we'll be chatting to Stephen from the SOS Fancy. Sport. This is Love Sport. You are listening to the Brentford Fan Show here on Love Sport Radio with me, Johnny Burrow. I'm delighted to be joined in the studio by Billy the Bee Grant, Dave Laney Lane and XG Dave Anderson from the Besotted Podcast. And I'm equally delighted to say we're joined on the line by Stephen Carroll of the SOS Fanzine. Good evening, Stephen. Thanks ever so much for joining us. Are you confident looking ahead to this game? Uh, thanks for having me, guys, first of all. Um... Within reason, I think obviously Swansea have had two victories over Brentford already this season. Probably a little bit fortunate in the way that we won the FA Cup game recently. I've done, especially given that Brentford played so well in the first half. But, the faces um, are really happy in the studio around me, Stephen. By the way, everyone's grinning, waving, very pleased. Bunting's out. <laughs> yeah, um, I think for, for a home game, we're we're optimistic. Within reason, our away form recently has been awful, to be honest. With you. But um, I think at home, we're always optimistic. Within reason, that we can. Compete and um, I think we are due a win to be honest with you because we haven't had the best of times recently. Steve, hey, it's Billy, mate. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good, mate. Good. How's, how's your mum, by the way? You know, she <laughs> she, she always sold us a fanzine outside, you know. <laughs> I bought one. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah, we were, I was talking to her just before I came on actually, and uh, it did get mentioned, so uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you we're asking after. She's fine. <laughs> That's good. Tell her we say hello. But anyway, listen, that, listen, that FA Cup game. Definitely a game of two halves. We don't necessarily want to hop back to, to to too much, but I have to say, where did that where did that second half come out from? It's a good question, really, because I didn't see that at all coming at half time. I mean, the only side in it in the first half were Brentford, and I thought we were a little bit lucky to only be one down, if I'm honest with you. But um, obviously, we've we've got that goal early in the second half, and I suppose the cliche goals change games. Dan James uh, seemed to be a bit of a one man show, and he. Obviously, that second goal was uh, an incredible solo goal, really, where he's obviously run 60-odd yards of the ball before scoring. And I think when he does get on form, he's, he's very difficult to handle. He played for Wales, uh, he made his first start the other week, and um, he scored the only goal of that game as well. So I think that's uh, a big thing, really. I mean, he's he's playing that well at the moment. But he's very difficult to handle, and I think that's what happened probably that day. And then the scoreline didn't really reflect uh, the game, did it? Lucky, lucky goal, indeed. <laughs> um, but so 2-0 two, two up against Man City in the next round. We, you know, we, we were a little bit gutted, obviously, you know, to have missed out on, on Man City at, at Griffin Park. As you, as you probably know, it's the last season um, at Griffin Park next year. And we, we would dearly love some of these really big landmark opponents to come down to, to, our, to our stadium and kind of see it out in some some sort of style so man city would have would have been amazing but you know we we watched the we watched your game against man city in the pub after 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 our match and to to have gone two nil up you you must have been in dreamland really yeah it was um obviously when man city came out with a hat i think unlike for you guys obviously because you haven't been in the premier league it would have been a great draw for you but because we've been in there we view it as a terrible draw. We uh, obviously we've seen more than enough of Man City, so we were hoping for somebody else. But um, yeah, it was quite strange, really, because obviously we've gone two 0 up. But I was with a lot of my mates at halftime. We were talking. We were like, this, "There's no way this is anywhere near over," because we know what Man City can do. But it was only really about the, I think it's about the 65th minute. It wasn't long before Man City got the first goal back. I was starting to think we've got a real chance here of seeing this out. And then obviously. Uh, one or two decisions went against us, and it was uh, cruelly taken away. And and listen, Stephen. I mean, I, 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 you know, I chatted to you after that game, and I said, you know, unlucky to you guys. And you know, we were to be fair, we were actually behind you, lower league team. You know, Manchester City. Of course, you want to put them out, underdogs, and that. But V A R three letters. Um, I'm I'm personally one person who 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 I'm for V A R because I think it's very very important. Other people aren't. I understand their reasons why. Yourself, you were actually very disappointed with the VAR scenario there, weren't you? 
well, yeah, because I think that in some ways I do see some of the flaws of VAR, but at the same time, it's not fair that some games in the quarterfinal had it and some didn't. And the crazy excuse of only uh, you only have it if it's a Premier League team at home is farcical because last season we made the quarterfinals, played Tottenham at home, and we did have VAR. So our ground is more than enough to host it. And to not have it then and for that to have gone against us, that really leaves you know a bit of a kick in the teeth because I think we all accept you're going to get bad decisions against you. Every team gets them. It's very frustrating when it's in a big game. But it really was avoidable because VAR is in action. If it was a league game or something like that, I'd be annoyed. But if no one else has VAR, you're just a bit like, well, you have to take it on the chin. Still annoying, but one of those things. Whereas we could have had that VAR and it would have made the difference. And, you know, Swansea have only ever made the FA Cup semi-finals twice. We've never made the final. If you look at who else was still in the draw and the fact that Man City would have been out, you'd have to say that Swansea winning it wouldn't have been completely out of the question. Still a tough ask, but not impossible. And when does that chance come around again? You know, so it, that one hurts a lot. Still, even now, I would say. Um, you know, as you saw in the uh, in the game, we we brought a fair amount of fans for a, a Sunday afternoon um, for the FA Cup match. We're going to probably bring ten or eleven fans <laughs> tomorrow. I would have thought for <laughs> for the for the match. It's a rearranged fixture. Ironically, it would have been you know the, the game replaces the other Swansea match. Uh, what's your what's your predictions really? What you know? What if if you if you had to put a if you had to put a, a, a tenor on it? What what are you gonna what are you gonna how are you gonna predict? Um, I think we'll see goals. I mean, obviously we've uh, the, the league game at Griffin Park was a three two win for uh, us, but that could have gone another way. Really, it was uh, an entertaining game, and then obviously the the cup game was similar in the way of again there were a lot of chances for both teams. So. Now I'm saying this, it'll probably be nil-nil, but um, I'd like to think there'll be goals. I mean, um, like I say, I, I think we will end up winning, if I'm honest, um, but purely because we're at home. I think if it was away, I'd, I'd fancy you guys, but um, I'd probably say maybe 2-1 uh, Swansea win. He's an optimistic. Uh, oh, and Again, you're optimistic, and it's interesting because you say you're going you're gonna to win, but to be fair, we're both kind of mid you ain't going anywhere we're not going anywhere we're both middling really aren't you and um yeah and just interesting just to know just on the back end of that this season for you because obviously you coming down with stoke and west brom so there's three of you stoke west brom and swansea come down from the championship your middling table you've got stoke sort of middling table and you've got west brom sort of punching you know are you disappointed with this season or do you think actually you've done all right I think because of the way that the club has been run in terms of 16 players have left since the summer and only five have come in, it was always going to be a very difficult season. I didn't think it would be this difficult because, like I said, I thought players would go, understandably, but I did think a few would come in as well. And like I said, it's very frustrating, really, what's going on behind the scenes. So I think when you take that into account, the manager has done an excellent job, to be fair. And I think there's a lot of young, inexperienced players in this side. It's their first year for a lot of them playing regular football and they're learning we've seen some really good performances from them we've seen some really bad ones and uh, that's par for the course really but I think long term the future wouldn't be too bad if we felt that a lot of these players would stay with us and help us to grow because I don't think Swansea are that far off being um, a side that can push for promotion again but um, I think we're going to see a lot of those players sold in the summer so I think we're going to be towards the bottom next year if I'm honest so that's the frustrating thing really I think things are going to get worse before they get better well, Stephen, you are at least optimistic for the weekend. Lovely to speak to you. Uh, Stephen Carroll there. Of Cheers, the Dave. Cheers, Dave. Fanzine. Well, we've heard the Swansea view, gents, and I think it's time we heard about Brentford. How do you see the game panning out? Oh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a toughie. You know, we, we, you, can, you can try and ignore our away record, but, you know, you're kind of clutching at straws. I can't, I can't see it changing. I, I think he's probably right. I think we're looking at a defeat tomorrow night, unfortunately. Yeah, away record speaks for itself. Um, you're not confident going into this one again, are you? But I don't know. Two, we don't normally put two bad performances in a row. We just have one. So hopefully tomorrow, something turns around and we actually are a bit more. But it's a great players. time to start a run to the playoffs. Still, <laughs> do you think it's doable? There, yeah, not realistically, no. But I mean, you know, mathematically it is, and you know, that's. These are these are professional footballers. They played a lot of money. We Keep got, mathematics got, out got, of football. I've always said that. Well, yeah. We've got DOFs that you know they're they're, they're aiming higher. We've got fans that are going to be travelling to the game tomorrow. They're not going there for for a laugh. They're going there to see their team win. Hopefully, so 
the players are the players are capable of doing it and we we owe Swansea one so we sure why do. not why not we owe them two actually because they've beaten us twice so far this season and in the first game as well they, they admit that they shouldn't have beaten us they got three three early goals three quick mm. goals and we came back at them and we should have got a result out of that one the, the FA Cup game as Stephen talked about there he said we are far the better team and, and the result didn't reflect the game itself after seeing Saturday's game, I have to admit I'm a little bit despondent about tomorrow and, uh, I'm, and I'm not quite sure how it's going to go. But the one thing I will say is that we're quite similar sides. We play quite similar football. Everything about mm, us, the way we true. play our football is very similar. So it can go one way or the other. I think whichever team gets the first goal is probably the team that's going to get the result. Um, it'll probably be a draw. I'm going to go for a draw out of that one. just to Score just to, draw or yeah, nil-nil? Uh, one all. We haven't scored for a... A couple of games. Three games. We haven't scored for three, three games. games. So, you know, we, we, we need to get a goal because Malpay needs to get up to his 25 goals a season as well. He's, he's creeping towards there. But Do we you not want to keep him games. quiet? Just hide him from the shop window. Everyone knows him anyway. That's what normally happens. <laughs> like, we're outside a window at the moment. Normally he'll get some sort of injury. Yeah, he's due a couple of goals. Hopefully uh, hopefully the liberties where they where they sort of come. Take liberties. <laughs> liberties at liberty. Right, well, it's that time of the show where I need your official score predictions. I need you to settle on them, place them on record. XG Dave, XG what do you say? I'm going to go. I'm going to go two-one Brentford. Two-one to Brentford. Billy the B. One-one. One-one. Just a draw from Billy and two, Dave. Two-one to the Swans. Unfortunately. Two-one to the Swans. It's a balanced studio. It's a <laughs> broadly positive yeah. studio. April full. April Fool. <laughs> It'll be 8-0 Brentford, of course. April Fool. And it's a case also of looking ahead to next season, keeping those players, keeping them firing. And as we've heard from the ITK, Dave Laney Lane, could we see Romain Sawyers back in the side? Join us next week on Come the on Brentford Fan Show. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.